from St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. Going to middle school was just a little easier this year because they knew what to expect. They knew that leadership would be the same. They knew that our custodians would be the same. They had familiar faces. What led you to the decision you needed to get out of that old building, no longer just be in elementary school? This is a pretty big change, Brittany. Yes, it is. In the midst of a pandemic, by the way. Yeah. Um, but you know what? And when you get teachers that truly love students and they love to teach, you can take students to a new height. I'm Sarah Fenske. The Why Better Young School of Excellence opened within the East St. Louis School District this past fall. It's a new school that helped reimagine and reconfigure a once failing school and spoke to the community's needs and desires. Principal Brittany Green led that effort, and that's just one reason she's a finalist for Illinois' prestigious Golden Apple Leadership Award, along with just five other teachers across the state. And she joins us today to tell us more about her work and her life. Brittany Green, welcome. Hi, how are you? So, Brittany, you were tasked with implementing a $3 million grant from the Illinois Department of Education, and they wanted you to improve Gordon Bush Elementary. Now, this was one of the very worst performing schools in the state. So how do you begin approaching a problem that complicated? Well, I think that it took a lot of efforts from central office, along with the key um, stakeholders in our community. And so before the school year started, in 2016, we were able to talk to parents, talk to other community leaders, along with just doing observations at Gordon Bush to see what are those needs, what what's working already at that campus, and how can we improve? And so it was building relationships with staff, building relationships with students, and most importantly, building relationships with our community members before making any changes. And so I think that that was the first approach. And then again, just building a strong uh, family community-based school in that community. So your test scores there shot up. The suspension rate dropped from 17% to zero. I mean, these were some big substantive improvements. You were able to move towards that just by sort of getting the community on board? Yeah, I think a lot of it was mindset. And so we did a lot of work around mindset and talking to students. I'm not saying we didn't have issues and deal with minor infractions, Mm -hmm. but how we worked with students just change completely. And so the work with consultants, we were able to put in a lot of SEL support. We brought in trauma-informed facilitators. We worked around PBIS and restorative practice. And so we just really changed the mindset of staff, um, our students and our parents, and we worked together to let them know that your best option is here. Not being suspended and sending home, sitting at home instead of being in front of an instructor. So we're going to work hard together to make sure you're here on campus and you're learning. And so you mentioned there this idea of social and emotional learning. And it it sounds like also this is something where rather than policies coming from the top down, this is something where people felt investment in. They, They were part of this success. 
Yes, absolutely. Like I commend my superintendent along with other cabinet members because they allowed me and the team that I established to have full autonomy and flexibility to put things in place for my campus based on the needs of all of our students. And we were able to change just the scope on how our district dealt with behavior. Hmm. And so I think that doing that and having that flexibility, it empowered our teachers even to kind of set up those relationships and deal with situations in their classroom rather than having to send them to the office or get other people from central office to add input into a a student issue that could have been resolved right there in the classroom. I imagine the teachers were really happy to sort of like have that autonomy to, to handle things in a way that made sense to them. Exactly. And and I think that buy-in is super important. And so it's important to have teachers involved day one on ground zero to kind of lay that foundation. And so then when you push things out, initiatives out, they're going to be the ones selling it. They're the boots on the ground. And so I couldn't have asked for a better staff, a team to, to do this work because they really took ownership and they bought in 110% when it came to instruction to discipline and community involvement. And you talked there about how your superintendent sort of empowered you to be able to make these changes. There was another huge change that the district ended up um, letting you move forward with, and that is that you decided the school should essentially move into a new building, go Mm -hmm. all the way up to eighth grade, take on a new name, new identity, the Wyvetter Young School of Excellence. What led you to the decision you needed to get out of that old building, no longer just be an (laughs) elementary school? This is a pretty big change, Brittany. Yes, it is in the midst of a pandemic, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know what? I think because we were seeing so much progress with our students, originally K through four, and we wanted to continue to see those students thrive. And so we often heard from, from families say, oh, I wish we could stay. Why do we have to leave? You guys should have fifth grade. And then it became, why, why not sixth grade? So we did survey our um key stakeholders, our families, and they really bought into the idea, if possible, having students to stay with us longer. We got feedback from the state when they had their state visits and said, how do you capitalize on the growth that you're showing here? And so the leadership team at uh, Gordon Bush, we worked really hard to just capture the data to research, you know, K through eight schools, K through 12 schools. And we met before our cabinet members and board officials, and they loved the idea. They were 110% behind this idea. And I would say that, you know, it was it was tough, you know, changing and transforming from Bush to Waveta Young. But with the help with human resources, building and grounds, and the technology department, we were able to make that transition this past summer. Yeah, and so you started in this new building in August. Um, the school year, is you're pretty far into it at this point. Do you feel yes. like this big move, and I can't even imagine all the work that went into making this happen. Has this paid off um, for the students and the staff? 
I absolutely think um, that it was definitely worth all of the hard work. When we have um, members from the community, like uh, State Representative Latoya Greenwood, when we have the superintendent and board presidents, they come into the building and they're like, this is so awesome. You walk in, you feel the family unit that we've made. You see that students are actually happy. Our fourth graders are doing well. We hear parents when they come in and they say that they felt like uh, going to middle school was just a little easier this year because they knew what to expect. They knew that leadership would be the same. They knew that our custodians would be the same. They had familiar faces walking in in August. And so we didn't have to waste time building new relationships with students. We were able to pick up just where we left off and push those students to meet those academic growth gains and just thrive social and emotionally. And so we're excited. And we're, we're, we know that each year it's just going to get better and better. So this was East St. Louis's first K-8 through campus in a decade, but it sounds like you're onto something here. Do you think what's working for you now, this is something that could maybe be replicated in, in other neighborhoods? Yes, absolutely. I'm hoping that with the work that we're doing here at this campus and some other um, great things are happening at other schools that we're able to take this and model this and, and, and have more campuses take ownership and making a school community K through eight in our neighboring um, school districts. Hmm. Well, it's safe to say that when you're getting these kind of results, it tends to get people's attention even outside your own community. So you are a finalist for the 2022 Golden Apple Award for Excellence in Leadership. How did you feel when you found out that you were one of six people who were a finalist for this big award? Yes. Gosh, I'm still excited. Like, I grin um, every day, ear to ear, because it's such a prestigious award that I just was not expecting. And so when I found out literally through an email, I thought that it was spam at first. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) How cool is this? And so then digging deeper, I'm like, oh my God, I was nominated. And so I'm just so happy to be just one of many um, administrators um, to get this prestigious recognition. And if I don't make it any further than this point, I'm just so thrilled to be nominated and and can shine a light on the great work that's happening at my campus and other schools in my district. Now, if you win, uh, there's a $10,000 prize that goes with that, and $5,000 is for a project at your school. Are you already starting to count that money? You've got a project in mind. Oh, my God. I have so many thoughts and ideas in my head. But, you know, I I started my leadership off by talking with parents, talking with my teachers, and so I definitely want to get buy-in from them and and have them to kind of give me some ideas before I just nail to one and say, this is it. This is the project. Yeah. Yeah. You've learned. Yes. Like, you really, yes. like, you know how to get buy-in, and you're not going to go spend this money without buy-in on no. this, too. <laughs> I have to get their input. That's that's the key to success. Well, Brittany, you have now been with the East St. Louis School District for 14 years. Uh, what, what first led you to want to be part of this district? This is a tough place to, to be an educator. Yeah. yeah, it is. But you know what? I've always enjoyed um, the, the rich pride that people in in East St. Louis have for their community. I actually, a lot of people may not know this, but I went to elementary school here in East St. Louis. I had some phenomenal teachers at John F. Kennedy before they closed. I, I go to church in this community. And so I always 
always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And so when I went to school, I knew I had to come back to where it started for me, the foundation, and just be a part of a team and just rebuilding just how people perceive East St. Louis because there's some great things happening. And so I'm just excited to be a part of this journey. So nationwide, not just in the East St. Louis district, not just in in districts where it might be tougher to work, there's so much burnout. I mean, teachers are just at the end of their rope. What is it that keeps you going, even with all the challenges that that you've had to deal with the last two years of the pandemic, new building on top of all this? Yeah. Yeah, what's what's your inspiration there? I think just knowing my why, knowing um, why I get up every day to do this work and knowing that, you know, our students, our babies, they need us, you know, and and I feel like that teaching is a, a profession where you have to care about students. You have to value education and you have to want to teach. And when you get teachers that truly love students and they love to teach, you can take students to a new height. And so I know that, you know, across the the globe, you know, teacher shortage is a big issue. I think that districts that find a way to, you know, show what's happening, the great work in their community, provide support to teachers and continue that job embedded training will help um, restore teachers in this profession. And and who who wouldn't want to come to a place like this where excellence exists in the hallways, in the community? And so I'm just hoping that more and more people see that teaching is a phenomenal job. It's instant gratification. Um, and I just, I love teaching. I love supporting new teachers. And we're just excited to see over the next couple of years how we can recruit and retain more highly qualified teachers. Well, Brittany Green, just hearing the enthusiasm that you have for this job and how you feel about this school, honestly, it makes me feel enthusiastic, too. (laughs) I can see why your teachers love working for you. So thank Thank you so much for making this time to talk to us today. And congratulations on your nomination. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you for this opportunity to talk with you today. And Brittany Green is the principal at the Wyvetter Young School of Excellence in East St. Louis, and she'll find out if she gets the Golden Apple Leadership Award in May. And we wish her luck. We're certainly rooting for her now. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. This episode was produced by Kayla Drake with audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association 
committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.